you, James. <laughs> Wasn't it great? Uh, great band this morning. Great with the organ as well. I really just fun. Anyways, praise the Lord. Um, we're in for well more treats this morning. In that Claude is coming to speak to us, and it is um, it is Claude's uh, last Sunday here with us, which is very sad. He'll be around during the middle of the week for a few more for for about another month, but he won't be with us again on a Sunday. Um, well, he might come back again and visit, but this is his last official Sunday with us. And just before he gets up to speak, I just wanted to just say what um, an absolute joy it has been to have Claude with us over the last year and a half. He has been amazing. He has brought um, such a sort of joy and energy and lifted the faith of this community and lifted uh, so many people up. And we're just really thankful for you, Claude, for, for everything you've done. Um, I kind of when he, when when he first um, I heard about Claude it was a couple of years ago and said this this guy was travelling back and forth to Switzerland every week so that he could study at St Melitus and I thought wow that takes some commitment that takes some vision and so on to do that and um, and and it was great when he thought actually rather than getting on a plane every week he'd come and spend the time with us over the last year and a half and it's been a real joy so. Um, Claude, thank you. Do so you want to come up? Should we pray for you? And uh, yeah, let's give Claude a big round of applause. Claude's also been the most amazing gatherer. We had literally just a couple of students here when, when Claude arrived. And, and we said, Claude, come and be our student pastor. It's a great post. There are no students, really, but, you know, just come and do it. And, uh, and Claude did it, and he's drawn in an incredible group of people. We're really thankful for you, and we're taking up all your time now. So let's go. <laughs> Father, we thank you for Claude. We pray you bless him, bless his word to us this morning, and thank you for everything he's poured out here, Lord. He has given us so much, and we're so grateful to him. Amen. Yes. Good morning. <laughs> My voice is a bit bad this morning. Uh, I hope it's going to be fine. In faith, I'll just go for it. Um, I just wanted to say, first of all, thank you so much for this time here. No tears, but it's been really amazing to be in this church. And everybody, whether you're new or not, but you made a difference uh, to me and to my life. And St. John's is like the most welcoming and generous and encouraging community really and it's really hard to leave because it's like oh i don't want to leave such an amazing place but i know when you know god calls you to something else it's not like you're you're not going to want to stay just because you know god is moving on but i really love this place and i would have loved to stay as well so thank you so much and i love you all especially those who i know know a bit more but thank you so much for being such an amazing church and this this church is known for if you're new here like if somebody preaches the first time, um, you can't really fail, not really because of the sermon, but because of the congregation uh, that's so generous and just so encouraging. That's what I keep hearing. Uh, that's, that's you guys. That's us as a family. And I think it's just an amazing testimony of what this place is, is all about. It's family. And that's what I felt when I first came is family. So just that's a, a small testimony just as a thank you to you. And, and I am sure that you will continue to pursue Jesus. And if you're new here, um, this is so good that you're here because in this place, God is doing something incredible. And it's, 
the longer you stay, the more you realize what's happening and that lives are being transformed and it's a place of love and, and rest. And so today's topic, and it's amazing how this all plays together, is resurrection. And it is, you said, the Anglican scripture for today is, is resurrection. And, and we didn't know that, but we still felt this was the topic that we should do. And so then Jerry read the scripture. Actually, it's resurrection for this morning. Now we hear the testimony of this person's cancer being healed and, and the message Jesus is alive. It all ties in together. It all fits together. So I really think this is what God wants to do this morning is to encourage us. And Sometimes when I read the Bible, I'm like, man, a life like Paul or whatever, or even Jesus, probably Jesus, is a, is, um, we should look at Jesus in, in this way, but all these people in the Bible, they had so, so much stuff going on, so much God activity in their lives. And I sometimes felt a bit discouraged because I'm like, God, I can never become like this. I mean, look at this page after page after page after page. Paul is just boom, boom, boom. But actually... We forget that these are years, years of people's lives, and the testimonies is what they recorded. So we almost get like a condensed version of their lives and what God has done. And we may not hear about two years of struggle that much. So I think, in in the same way I want to say, today I'm going to share a testimony of my life. And I feel like today God wants me to be a witness to his resurrection life. Um, But... It's easy to then think and look at me or whatever and say, oh man, yeah, he's just experiencing all of that stuff all the time. It's not true. But I think I've seen some things in my life that is definitely God, God doing stuff. And therefore, I feel like I'm a witness, even if it's two years ago. And in the same way, you can be encouraged because I'm going to show a video today of a miracle. You're a witness from today on. (laughs) So if you've never seen a miracle or whatever, today you have. And there's no excuse. <laughs> no, no, no. But basically, I think we all have things that God has done in our lives that we can be witnesses of. And today's topic is all about the disciples being witnesses of the resurrection. And I don't know how you feel about the word resurrection. We probably hear it a lot, especially around Easter. Um, to me, it's just been a term, really. And I knew resurrection means Jesus was raised from the dead. But I, I probably could identify more with the death of Jesus rather than the resurrection. Um, resurrection was something other. I can't really relate to it in a way. It's something that happened. Apparently, it's really important, and some people are excited about it. <laughs> but I couldn't really relate to it. I could relate to Jesus suffering for me, Jesus carrying my sins, Jesus dying for me, for me, for you. That's what I can relate to. And then after three days, he's been raised. Yay, hooray. And you read in the Bible how excited they are. But I never really captured why, and I don't think I've grasped the fullness of it, but I, I desire to, and I feel like it's, it's something God is stirring um, in me and, and maybe even in this place. Um, my dad, I mentioned this another time, but my dad is a pastor, and on Easter, and usually even on a Sunday, he's excited. <laughs> and I was like, why? Why are you now so pumped? Even like 9 a.m. in the morning, breakfast time, we sing a song of the resurrection of Jesus. The Lord is risen, the Lord is risen. And he's super excited. And I was like, this is just strange to me. Um, but actually, he grasped something of the joy and the victory that Jesus has, has gained for us. And, and now we're just going to think quickly, very shortly, about what if the resurrection wouldn't have happened? Think about this. 
If Jesus did all he did, he died for us, but after three days, that was a fourth day, a fifth day, a seventh, he just stayed dead. I can tell you, we would not be here today. Christianity would not exist. There would be no meaning to what Jesus has done if he wouldn't have been raised. Because the very fact that he's been raised means that he's God. That's, that's the, the very pillar of our faith. And I think it happens so easily to all of us, naturally, over 2,000 years, obviously, that things are just passed on and passed on and passed on. And we just grow up hearing Jesus died for us and he's been raised, hooray, and on Easter we celebrate, we do all these motions. But we never actually ask the question, well, what am I really building my faith on? And I believe we all are, if we know it or not, building our faith on the resurrection just because without it, nothing would be here. And we'll then um, also see in the Bible how, how um, Paul is speaking about the resurrection, which is kind of confirming what I'm just saying because basically I have it from Paul. It's not that I came up with that. Um, yeah, so looking at the early church, it is just really striking me reading Acts. Who has read Acts? No, you don't have to raise your hand. But some of you may have read the, the book of Acts in the New Testament. And, okay, Jesus died, the Holy Spirit came and all of that. And then the disciples, like Peter, who has just denied Jesus three times. And you may have heard this and uh, this kind of, this uh, way of putting things. Jesus has, uh, Peter has denied Jesus three times. A couple of days later, when Jesus was raised and he was filled with the Spirit, he preaches a sermon to several thousand Jews and straight says, Jesus is alive. He died for you and he's risen again. He is God. Repent. Oh my gosh. (laughs) This is intense. Jesus was killed because of that. Must have taken so much courage for Peter to stand there and say that. What drove him? How come that suddenly he has so much courage and he's driven If you read about Paul, he persecuted Christians, had an encounter with Jesus, the risen one, and then went into all the synagogues straight. (laughs) I think that's quite intense. Because, you know, um, Jews like to argue and they're very smart. And the Pharisees, they knew a lot and he was one of them. He goes straight into these kind of hot hubs um, of of, uh, like very educated people and says, Jesus is God. Repent. Jesus is risen. He goes for the resurrection every time. The speeches in Acts, when, when the apostles go and preach, they're all about the resurrection. And this must have been so alive to them. Because some of them, not Paul really, but some of them have been with Jesus, have seen him die, were utterly depressed. And in the third day, their depression, their sadness was interrupted by an act of God himself, the resurrection. And I think it makes sense that it's hard for us to relate to it because it is a purely divine event. It is other. I don't know, I picture this silence in the tomb and God does something to raise Jesus from the dead. You know, the tomb was guarded and he was raised. So in a way, what I hope today is we, we can always take the resurrection and say, well, you know, that means my dead dreams can come alive, which is true. That means that my dead bodies can live again. That's true. And all of that. But the resurrection itself 
Jesus' resurrection is the key for our faith. Not taken, not, not, not theologically, um, turned into something else, not theologically explained really. Just the event itself is the very thing we build our faith on. That's the reason why we believe. Um, and so, I'm just struck by the disciples' drive, and I really hope that um, I will catch some of this, and we all can catch some of this joy that Jesus is alive. And some of us may just sit here and hear this and have not experienced this. This does, this does not disqualify you from being excited. He is alive. That's good news. That's the good news. He is alive. He's alive. He's here right now. And Paul... Just to see how Paul stresses the resurrection, okay? So I'm going to read from 1 Corinthians 15, um, 12 to 26. You can grab your Bibles, but eventually I find it easier to just listen because sometimes there's different translations and I'm like, oh, where is he now? Anyways, whatever you want to, verse 12. But if it is preached that Christ has been raised from the dead, how can some of you say that there is no resurrection of the dead? If there is no resurrection of the dead, then not even Christ has been raised. And if Christ has not been raised, our preaching is useless, and so is your faith. (laughs) I should say this again. If Christ has not been raised, our preaching is useless, and so is your faith. More than that, we are then found to be false witnesses of God, for we have testified about God that he raised Christ from the dead. And he did not raise him, in fact, and if he did not raise him, in fact, the dead are not raised. For if the dead are not raised, then Christ has not been raised either. Again, verse 17. And if Christ has not been raised, your faith is futile. You are still in your sins. Then those also who have fallen asleep in Christ are lost. If only for this life we hope in Christ... We are of all people most to be pitied. But Christ has indeed raised, been raised from the dead, the first fruits of those who have fallen asleep. For since death came through a man, the resurrection of the dead came also through a man. For as in Adam all die, so in Christ all will be made alive. But each in turn, Christ, the first fruits, then When he comes, those who belong to him. Then the end will come, and when he hands over the kingdom to God the Father after he has destroyed all dominion, authority, and power, for he must reign until he has put all his enemies under his feet. The last enemy to be destroyed is death. That's what Jesus has done. He destroyed death by being raised from the dead by the Holy Spirit. Paul basically says, if there was no resurrection, there is no meaning of faith. That's pretty intense. And we can just take it for for our hearts and say, okay, that's actually the very core of of my faith, is the resurrection, is that Jesus has been raised. Okay, I've said this enough now. Amazingly, as you all know, the Holy Spirit has been part of um, basically incarnating Jesus into the world making him a man and God at the same time. So he formed Jesus in Mary's womb. That's what we read in the Bible. Further, he also was the one, the Spirit of God raised Jesus from the dead. And it says in Romans 
that this same spirit is now in us. The same spirit that raised Christ from the dead lives in us. And so this leads me to my next point is, what does it look like here and now? And I'm not saying it's going to look like this, like the video you're going to see. It doesn't have to look like this, but this is an evidence that God is still alive, that he is here, that his resurrection life is the same. And so, um, I don't know if you've ever heard about this, um, but basically, for God, nothing is impossible. And he likes to interrupt us, which is sometimes annoying because we love comfort. But just watch this video and, and let, let yourself be interrupted by what God can do. Um, this was a while ago in Basel, where I live with my friend Jason. We approached, uh, we were on the street um, approaching some people if, we want, if they want prayer. And these guys were like a young group of Greeks visiting Switzerland. And uh, they're all about in their 16 they're not 16s. <laughs> they're all like 16 years old. And if you can pull up the video now. Um, one sec. One sec. So basically, sorry. This is Jason. He's my friend. Um, and I'm also filming myself real quick, as you will see, just as a proof that I was in there. And it's not a big thing, but basically we pray. We don't even pray. We just say that a leg will grow out. And you'll see how this young Greek's leg will grow out in Jesus' name. And um, the amazing thing is Jason doesn't even pray. He says, guys, watch this. God is alive. This leg is going to grow out on account of one to three. And it grows up. Uh, and eventually, just please look at the young Greek's face. Because he's really like, he says, my leg grows. <laughs> and, and he didn't know us. We didn't know him. And so it was really random, but really cool. So just watch this. Thank you. Um, they go to a, many times Yeah. 
Like a crow. <laughs> and he could feel it. He could feel it like move out. And so he was completely surprised himself. Um, yeah, God is alive. That's basically what I want to say to you this morning. And we want to encourage each other that Jesus is alive. That means there is hope. There is hope for any situation that we are in. Sometimes it's a crap situation. There is hope for any situation. And um, I don't know, that's, that's what Tom said in the beginning. And I just want to kind of capture that again um, as we all move into some more worship. Is that something has been happening in this place. And I don't say this to kind of get you all excited and to have, so we can have a full service or a cool church. Really not. But that's really been the sense. Um, many, many of us who have a bit of a prophetic gift have been sensing that there is a shift happening in the last years here, even in the last year. If you look at the 6 p.m. service, it has tripled in size in just one year. Not that it hasn't been huge. It has been 30 to 100. But that's just one evidence of God is doing something. Um, in my students' ministry, I've seen a couple of students saved this last year, which is, is for me, a miracle. Uh, it's a testimony that God is alive. Why would people give their lives to Jesus if there wasn't something that they experienced, some sort of life? Um, we have had two baptisms this last year of students who wanted to get baptized because they, they want to confess, they, they just want to go further with God, and that's another testimony. Um, in this place, there's been so many people who came in and found rest and, and felt like in their hardship they can breathe again. That's a testimony of God's spirit in this place. And it's the same spirit that is here now, Holy Spirit, that raised Jesus from the dead. With Pentecost, a new era has started, the era of the Holy Spirit. That's what we still live in. It's so exciting. And it doesn't matter what you've seen or what not. Now you've seen a miracle. You can maybe say, oh, I don't believe this. It's okay. But you can believe it if you want to. Um, yeah, let us, let us have a time of prayer now because I also had a dream um, not too long ago that this church will really grow uh, and that salvations will take place and people will come to this place. That's what also I've been sensing and other people. So let us just pray into that and recognize the spirit that is here now. Holy Spirit. Amazing Holy Spirit. And so why don't we all um, maybe stand, if you can, please. Just as a posture to God. And you can just start strumming a bit. Yeah, Holy Spirit, we don't just want to meet on a regular basis on Sunday and stay the same. Thank you that you receive us the way we are, but you don't leave us the way we are. Thank you that you interrupt us. You interrupt our lives with your hope, with your world, with your reality that is above our reality. Thank you, Holy Spirit, that you're here. We just want to acknowledge. So everyone just in your own words, in your heart, just welcome the Holy Spirit. He's here. And that's not a thing we just say. <laughs> that's really true. Holy Spirit, thank you. Would you come more, more, more. Thank you for the words that we've been receiving, that you hover over this place, that there is a shift happening. And we don't just want to sit here and let it go and let it pass. We want to really capture it. We want to catch the wave. We want to set our sails because there's a wind blowing. 
And it doesn't matter what we feel like. It's not about our feelings. We choose to trust you. We choose to place our hope in you. And in what you can do. So come Holy Spirit. Fall on us. Fall on us like on the disciples with fire and with love and with power. Mm-hmm. Equip us. Out of a sad Peter, make an, a courageous evangelist. You can be the most introverted, fearful person. It doesn't matter. He is the one who does it. So calm, Holy Spirit. Yeah. And I think, I think the Lord wants to heal people right here, right now, today. And what I would say is we're not gonna, we're not gonna like take ours over this because the Lord, as he see, only needs about three seconds. Um, so if you need healing here this morning, I'd love you just to come to the front. We're not going to ask you what it is. And, and we're just going to say, I'm just going to get the, Claude to pray a prayer of healing over everyone who comes forward just in one go. And, and we're going to trust the Lord's going to heal some people here this morning. So just come out the front. Maybe a back problem, maybe a hip problem, maybe a shoulder problem, maybe a headache, maybe a whatever it is, maybe cancer, maybe it, I don't know what it is, but, but the Lord is here and, and we all need healing. Um, well, in different ways. So that's brilliant. Come forward. Come forward. Well done. If the whole church comes forward, that's absolutely fine. Don't, doesn't, doesn't matter. We'll work it out. That's why we're not having ministry team this morning. We're just trusting the Lord to do his work here this morning. And, um, that's great. That's great. Claude, can you come? Can you pray for, for all these guys who've come forward that the Lord would just release healing right now, whatever it is? If, if you can put a hand on where it is that you're, you're hurting or you need the healing, do that just as a kind of sign between you and God where you need the healing. Um, and Claude, would you pray for us? Pray for healing. Thank you, Father, that you're here. And yeah, let's just close our eyes. Jesus, you are the healer. And we just want to fix our eyes on your face right now, Jesus. Just all picture Jesus' face before you right now. And as you do that, he will touch you. Holy Spirit, would you fill every cell in this body? Would you fill every cell that's not behaving well? Every cell. We release your power right now in Jesus' name. We release you're healing into these bodies right now. You died for this. You won. You've carried our burdens. You've carried our, our illnesses, our, our sicknesses. You carried our pain. And your blood is sufficient right now. Jesus. Every cell, behave. We just say, command every cell to align with heaven. Every cell, Holy Spirit, fall on us. You are the healer, Jesus. And you still are today. You still are right now. The same Spirit that raised Jesus from the dead is now in you. Come and do your work, Father. Thank you. And I I can see the Spirit is on some of you right now. Maybe you're feeling a warmth. I think some of you are just feeling a sort of tingling in your head and in your... uh, It's like just coming down through your body from your head. And uh, just say, more, Lord, more, Lord. I want to receive more of you here this morning. 
And if you sense you've been, if you've been healed already, if the pain is gone, if something's happened already, could you come forward? We want to hear. We want to raise faith in the room that God's at work. So, um, he, like we see, it only takes three seconds, so it's fine. If, you, if he's healed you already, just come and tell us. We'd, we'd love to know. We're just going to worship for literally kind of one or two more minutes. I'm afraid we do have to draw to a close because we've got about 80 guests coming.